Welcome to the Build with Brabeck podcast, where we dig deep into real, raw, and honest conversations with people that are making moves, making change, and making their own version of their very best life. And teaching you how to build the same. Covering all things health, wellness, anti-diet culture, body positivity, and so much more, here's your host, Amanda Brabeck. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Build with Brayback podcast. Happy Thursday. Um, I feel like I literally open up the podcast every single week with the same exact sentence. I'm like, happy Thursday. It's Amanda. Hope you're having a great week. But I genuinely do. Um, okay, so I am kicking off this new episode series, which will be the Diet Deep Dive. Um, they won't all be diets, um, but you know, general diets, wellness trends, you know, big health topics in the media, all the things that we might see a lot on social media or hear our friends talking about, um, you know, see on the news, see online, but we're not sure what they really are, the backstory. Um, and a huge part of my body image program, um, build your best body image is a lot of looking at this stuff from a critical lens. Um, so I think this series is kind of the perfect complement to that because you kind of will start to get a taste of what we do in, uh, the beginning phase of that program. Um, and I think that's just so important because, there is so much misinformation out there. There's just so much information in general out there. It can become really overwhelming. And I think so many of us get so down on ourselves because either we're embarrassed that we've tried so many diets and, you know, they haven't worked and we feel like failures or we are overwhelmed by everything and we're not sure what we should be doing. Um, and what we should be focusing on in terms of our health. Um, and a lot of us have been, you know, I would say a vast majority of us have been raised on diet culture. Um, so a huge part in, you know, kind of separating yourself from diet culture and allowing yourself to kind of build a shield where you're a little bit more unaffected um, and working towards body neutrality, body appreciation, body acceptance is a lot of that unlearning and like unburdening yourself. So we're going to kick it off this week with 75 hard. Now, I know that we have all heard of this. We've all seen the TikToks, the Instagrams, um, every gym bro has tried it. Um, but a lot of women too. Um, I see a lot of people trying it and I have lots of thoughts, so many thoughts. Um, and you guys did too, like looking at the, you know, responses on Instagram and TikTok, a lot of people were like, yep, I have heard about this. No, I have never tried it. <laughs> Um, so I didn't get a ton of testimonials just because I think 
we are all of a similar mindset, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't look at it a little bit more deeply. So I think that we should actually start with um, the creator of the challenge. So his name is Andy Frisella. He created 75 Hard. He has um, a podcast called Real AF with Andy Frisella. Um, and initial, I didn't know, I didn't know anything about him. Honestly, I still don't know so, so much because he doesn't have a Wikipedia page. So <laughs> that makes things tough. But I did a lot of Googling. I listened to a couple episodes of his podcast and just did a little internet sleuthing. Um, and there's not like a ton out there. It's like the same kind of repeated few anecdotes and stories. So basically, he is um, an entrepreneur. His net worth is like over $33 million. He's the owner of First Form um, Nutrition, so a supplement company. He also um, – he started back in the late 90s opening up his first supplement store um, and then opened First Form in 2009. He has um, many franchises. I think there were like almost 30 of his supplement store. So that's still going. So he has multiple businesses. He has his podcast. Um, he honestly doesn't have a huge online presence, um, a lot less than I was expecting. So I went to his Instagram and he hasn't posted since 2020, which feels weird. So if I just like didn't find the right one, let me know. Um, and initial thoughts a lot of car pictures, a lot of quoting himself, which right off the bat, just like, oh, it gives me a poor taste in my mouth because I know guys like him. Um, I have worked with them, like working in fitness, you work with a lot of this type. Um, and we all know these same kinds of people. And like, I literally used to work for someone who quoted himself on Instagram almost daily. And I personally find it just, I mean, annoying and I don't know, a little bit self-centered. Um, and I think there a certain level of self-centeredness is a really good thing. I think we all should be a little bit more um, proud of ourselves, a little less humble, um, a little more sure of ourselves. So, like, let's start it from, like, that frame of mind. Um, but so many of these quotes that um, I saw on his page or, you know, that I have seen on other people's pages, like when they just create these quotes and like credit them themselves, they seem to be – and it's very like the Rachel Hollis of it all, right? Like taking quotes from notable – like notable quotes from other people and just kind of like shifting the idea around a little, like adding a few words – rewording it and then like giving it to yourself. So I feel like it lacks a little 
creativity. Like if you really like the message of a quote, just like quote the original quote. And I honestly don't know if these people are purposely doing it. I feel like Rachel Hollis is, but we can get into her in on another episode. Um, so yeah, lots of quotes of himself. Um, a lot of like, uh, like one of them, he posts in a picture of himself and he was like, let me cl- be clear. I have nothing to value, nothing of value to offer you that goes with this pick. I'm only posting because I like how I look and I like people seeing me look good. So like, that's, I mean, it was funny. He probably honestly was doing it for like a humor effect, but yeah, lots of car pictures, lots of like long, long, long wordy captions that are very much like, don't be a victim, blah, blah, blah. Um, okay. And another really interesting thing that I found out about him was that he was very overweight as a child and apparently was like made fun of a lot, mocked a lot, faced a lot of bullying, which always is sad and is fucked up and um, very much is a direct result of diet culture because where do kids get the idea that the bigger kids need to be made fun of? It all trickles down from their parents, from what they see in media and TV, like their shows and everything. Um, So it is interesting to me when then those same people turn around and contribute to that. Um, But you see it a lot. You you really do. Um, And it's something that's I feel like talked about quite a bit um, in the, you know, anti-diet body neutrality kind of community. Um, A lot of people that were teased a lot as children then go on to want to really separate from their fatness. Like I had the willpower to change it. Why can't you? Very much like perpetuating the like lazy stereotype the like it's a choice stereotype and all of that because they want to get so far away from the bullying and prove, you know, I am not that. I'm not part of that grouping of people. Um, Yeah. And that kind of is the theme that I am seeing um, in all of this. And like, Looking on his Reddit page and or like like Reddit threads about him and all this stuff, it definitely is very like giving me lots of like Joe Rogan vibes, like toxic masculinity vibes, um, like literally the cover art of the podcast is his face with his mouth being taped over with a piece of tape that says society. So like society's trying to quiet you. Um, which like, I have lots of problems with how our society is run also, but it's a lot of just that like very frantic, like don't let society get you down kind of stuff. Um, and the toxic masculinity honestly is like just so hard for me to digest and to swallow. Like 
it just feels so overdone at this point and so like, oh, we are still doing this. Um, uh, I don't know. And literally almost every single episode on the podcast had like the little COVID flag of like, make sure you're checking for misinformation because he definitely is like very far right, anti-masker, all of that because it very much that like anti-society controlling you. No one wants that regardless. But anyways, so what I want to do is read through because like the real point is not to bash this guy. Truly just want to dig into the actual meat and potatoes of what it is. But it is really worth saying that um, this guy is not um, a wellness professional, a scientist, a doctor, a fitness professional. Um, he has not done any studies on this. He just himself has completed the challenge multiple times. Um, so I think it's really important to keep those things in mind because there's a lot of people like this that, you know, get an idea in their head and create a program or write a book or, you know, start a diet, like all of these different things. And there's no real backing to it. Um, if you listen to the maintenance phase podcast, you'll hear that a lot. It's a lot of just people that are very strong in their convictions. And I mean, this guy's a successful guy. Like he is a self-made like multi-multi-millionaire. Definitely because he does hold a lot of these like mindset skills, as he calls them, um, that he tries to promote and develop in the 75 hard challenge. Like that's, we don't need to discount his success definitely a successful, smart businessman. But does that mean he should be – like we should be trusting his expertise in a fitness program? And he goes on and on and on and on to say that it's not a fitness program. But it fucking is. It's a fitness program. You're requiring people to work out 45 minutes twice a day. It is a fitness program. So he can sit down on that one. Um, and just because you lead a supplement company doesn't mean that you are an expert in anatomy, in nutrition, in psychology, in, you know, all of these things. Even if it's not a fitness program, you're not a psychologist. What studies have you done? Um and again, not trying to bash him, but it's kind of just, you know, that white man audacity, like you can just do whatever the fuck. And unfortunately, people are going to trust you. And it's blown up. It has spread like wildfire. It is like the big, big trend right now. Um, so anyways, okay, let me read to you what it is. So... There are so many disclaimers, so many disclaimers of like consult your physician, healthcare professional, don't do it if they advise against it. 
because like it is very taxing on the body. So he knows that he needs to say that. And even in his podcast, so I listened to the episode where he explains the 75 heart challenge. Um, he says, and like you can tell he's like so forced and like rolling his eyes in um <clears throat> having to say that disclaimer because he's like, I get a lot of criticism from the criticism from the quote unquote professionals out there. If you're admitting that, then you should know that maybe this isn't the best fucking thing for people. Um, okay, I'm I know I'm bouncing around so much, but I also do need to say that in that episode, he talks a lot about um like people's limitations that they place on themselves. And like I totally agree with that. We all limit ourselves and society can limit us. Um, But he calls that voice in your head the bitch voice. He said the bitch voice is what talks you out of every single thing that you want in life. And like I just don't love that that limiting voice is basically um, like a, a woman's voice is basically what you're saying, the bitch voice. So that right there was just like, mm, hard pass. Like you just sound like a super ignorant prick. Um, but anyways, I digress. Okay. So he goes on and on and on. Like the page looks like it was created in the computer lab in elementary school, like during computer class. It's I don't very bizarrely uh, laid out just like a white page with like the 75 heart like spade thing and like in all caps it's like attention at no point will you be asked into your credit card information I know you're gonna be waiting for me to ask you to buy something so read it carefully no you won't have to pay for anything but then at the end um if you enter your email, which I did because I wanted to see what he sent you, you get an email just with like there's literally no messaging. It's just an email where he sells like so much 75 hard swag, his book, um, his children's books because he also writes children's books. Um, and then on like at the end of the page, you click through to the next page and he literally is like, all right, I'm so glad that you have the guts to get started. Here are some steps you can take to set yourself up for success with the program. And then he goes on to, um, you know, prompt people to listen and subscribe to his podcast. So it says, like, you need to listen to this podcast. It's a cornerstone of the program that will transform your life. And then a prompt to buy his book. So my book will help you learn everything about 75 hard. You get every piece of the program in detail, how you're going to overcome your struggles and take complete control over your life. Like, honestly, this is very MLM-y um, in terms of like the languaging and like the psychology that he kind of uses um, to get people to sign up. Just like those promises of, you know, control over your life, changing your life, all of this stuff. Um, and then like, 
um, downloading his app. So honestly, it's smart marketing in terms of, yeah, I'm not asking you to pay anything. I'm not asking you to pay anything. You just need to buy my book, which is paying for things. Uh, listen and subscribe to my podcast, which is just promoting his other stuff. So like, not dumb. He's smart for doing that. But at the same time, very just like self-promotion and a little bit not tricky because he's being straight up about it, but I don't know. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. So let's go through it. In all caps, this is not a fitness program. 75 Hard is a transformative mental toughness program. If you're looking for a new fitness program or challenge, this is not it. This is a program that can change your life starting from the inside. Are there physical changes? Yes. But trust me when I say the physical changes you see on the outside are a fraction of the results you can earn by completing 75 Hard. This is not your next, quote unquote, internet challenge. Think of this as an Iron Man for your brain. So then he just kind of goes on to describe, you know, a regular daily life. You're rolling through life in the passenger seat. You wake up, go to work, drift through each day with no direction or driving force. You drive home, flip through your favorite TV shows, go to bed, repeat the same cycle the next day. Weekends all run together and you find yourself trying to pass the time until – weekdays all run together. You find yourself trying to pass the time until the weekends. You can relax, unwind, and finally enjoy yourself. But weekends have no meaning and you have no real, real reason to enjoy them either. Like all weekdays, they start to run together too. You see people around you moving ahead and you start to wonder what they have that you don't and what they're doing that you're not. You start doubting yourself. Your thoughts beat you up every minute of the day to the point where you feel like you'll always be stuck right where you are in this funk forever. The mental struggle turns into a physical struggle. You're not exercising like you used to because you don't see the point. I mean, honestly, um, this sounds like depression. <laughs> um, and there are so many people like this. Like, I don't want to discount the fact that, like, he does make some points about not being a victim and taking control over your life, but it also is discounting so many people that aren't really in that bucket of people. It's really making it seem like if you're not doing something like that, then you're not in control of your life. You're lazy. You have no drive. You have no motivation. He says over and over again about letting myself go physically. Um, lacking mental toughness, lacking discipline. In his um, podcast, he's saying that <clears throat> people that aren't successful throw a fit the minute conditions um, are off. They throw in the towel. They're stubborn. They're lazy. And that's why people aren't successful, which can be totally true. But it's also kind of discounting, and that's the thing, right? Whenever people really just spout the like, the playing fields are even for everyone. Anyone can do it. Sure, anyone can do whatever they want. But at the same time, there are so many people that are like below the poverty line 
and dealing with like real shit that's holding them back. It's not laziness. It's not victim mentality. So I think that's what's lacking here. And it's also perpetuating the idea that anyone that looks out of shape, let themselves go, is lazy, lacks discipline, yada, yada, yada. So I digress. Okay. So he kind of, you know, talks about his entrepreneur history, spending the last 20 years figuring out how to master mental toughness and develop the skills to take complete control of your life. Um, And I feel like that's so trendy right now in and of itself is that like life hacking, right? Mastering mental toughness. And then he kind of just like throws around a lot of words that sound good. Grit, fortitude, endurance, perseverance, willingness to win. Um, so he shows up before and after picture, even though it's not a fitness challenge, apparently. And then he goes on to, it's like the longest webpage ever. Lots of words, (laughs) lots of repeating, um, and promising That it will change people's lives forever by making huge strides in their careers, getting a job that they're proud of, feeling confident, um, learning how to manage your day so you can get more done, quit wasting time, develop amazing relationships. Like in his podcast, he even said that like doing this program will help you change the lives of everyone that you meet, even in the afterlife, which feels like a very big claim (laughs) to make about something that you have created that you have no studies on, no background on, just like your own personal anecdote. And that's a huge problem to bring it back to all of these people that are creating these programs and diets and all these things that are purely based off of their own personal anecdotes. Lest we not forget We could all do the same exact thing and we would all look different. We could all do the same exact thing. We would not have the same results. And yes, this worked for this one man, but it really discounts a lot of people that are working so hard against challenges that he could never dream of facing. Um, And most of the overweight population, of the poor population are exactly that, like people in poverty, mostly people of color. And I don't think that he is intentionally uh, isolating these people, but that's exactly what it is. It kind of takes away from the real problem. I mean, he talks a lot about the problems in our society the real problem isn't really the lazy people. There are so many of them out there, of course. But the real problem is like how society doesn't really help those people along. Um, And, you know, a lot of those people don't have access 
to healthy food. It's not that they're lazy. They're working a million jobs to like live paycheck to paycheck. And that's not due to discipline. Sometimes it is, of course, but I would say the majority it's like environmental factors. Um, And there was this one story that he seems to talk a lot about in interviews. Um, So he was like stabbed in the face one time outside of a bar and he said he was walking home with um, a woman that he was friends with that was Mexican and tan in his words. Um, And a guy was yelling racial slurs. So he goes to her defense. The guy that was yelling the slurs stabs him in the face. And that's horrible. Horrible. Don't get me wrong. Is it great that he stood up for his friend? Absolutely. Do I find it weird that he talks about it all the time? Yes. Because it definitely definitely comes off of as that like white savior kind of mentality. And also that like, look, I'm isolating this whole group of people. I'm like doing all these things that are really polarizing. Um, but don't worry, like, I promise I'm not a racist because this one time I defended my Mexican friend who was super tan and I got stabbed for it. So definitely not a racist. Um, I might get in trouble for saying that, but also I'm my own boss. So I'm just speaking the truth. My my truth. My truth. Okay. Okay. So let's get to actually what it is. He calls it an Iron Man for your brain. Says it hammers at home. Not a fitness program. Although every single photo promoting it is a before and after weight loss picture. But I digress. Um, It is a mental toughness and mindset challenge. So here are the rules. One, you must follow a diet. And this can be a diet of your choice, but it must be a structured plan designed with a physical improvement in mind. So right off the bat, we are selecting physical goals, fitness plan. We are following a structured diet meant to move physical goals along. Diet, fitness plan. That's all I'm saying here. And in the podcast where he goes over all the rules, he says that macro and calorie counting doesn't count because you can just like eat a bunch of junk and fit it within your calories. Um, And he goes on and on to keep saying like, don't eat junk. You don't have any cheat meals. You're only eating clean foods. He literally said you cannot eat one chocolate chip. Because it's all about the willpower and blah, blah, blah. But like, what do you mean by clean foods? Like, you are not a dietitian. It just feels super, I don't know. Like, if macro counting doesn't even count, like, you have to, okay, I'm going to go on keto. I'm going to do this. Like, making up your own diet rules. Um. But, like, you still have to follow his rules within the diet that you're selecting, which is funny because, like, it just seems like, oh, it's 
it's like what you make of it. Like it's easier, not easier because he's like really hammering at home that it's not easy, but like, oh, it's a diet of your choice. So it's not a fitness program, but like you have to choose a diet. So it is a fitness program. Got it. You must complete two 45-minute workouts. One of the workouts must be outdoors. And you um, you can't do them like consistently or consecutively, sorry. Um, so they have to be two separate points of the day. And he literally said – Zero compromises. You can't tailor it to your situation. It doesn't matter how many kids you have. It doesn't matter. I have had eight or nine months pregnant women finish it days before giving birth. Like, it is that whole thing of, like, people legit, one, don't have time to do two 45-minute workouts a day. I'm sorry. But for my mental health and for my mindset, I'm an active person. So I am going to make the time to be active during my day. But if I'm a working mom with multiple kids and if we're talking about, you know, a lower income grouping of people, you're working two jobs, you have two kids, you're lucky if you fit in one 20 minute workout. And I'm sorry, the whole idea of like, well, then you need to make the time by what waking up at four in the morning, going to bed way later, sleep is healthier for you than exercise. So I, from being a fitness professional, I would one stop like pitting people against each other as he did in that quote and stop discounting actual struggles that honestly specifically women have. I'm sorry. You know how many men that I have known that are training for like big races or doing whatever that like they're doing that before and after work and they're like, yeah, it's really hard, but I make the time. Yeah, you make the time because you have a wife at home who's cooking dinner, who's taking the brunt work of the child rearing, who's taking care of the house. You know who doesn't have time for that? The fucking women that are doing all the work. Okay? So, like, throwing out the two very, very ambiguous anecdotes of, like, I had a nine-month woman, nine-month pregnant woman finish this. Like, cool, great for her. But the fact of having literally zero compromises, he even said, like, one of them has to be outside. I know there will be inclement weather except for heat. And, like, I don't want to make fun of someone for, like, the way that they speak. But, like, the amount of grammatical and, like, word errors – and I have them all the time. But, like, he kept saying the wrong word for inclement. And it was driving me nuts because he said it so many times. But he was like, if there's a tornado warning, if you, there's flooding, blah, blah, blah. He's like, don't be stupid. Use your common sense. 
But I live in Minnesota and we have very inclement weather and I've done all of that. So he's like really trying to cover his ass, you can tell, by giving these disclaimers, but then also reminding people. But I can do it. So you better do it too or else you're weak. Your bitch voice is talking. Beyond. Beyond. Okay. Absolutely no alcohol or cheat meals in which he talks about, and you want to know why? Empty calories. All right, Andy. Tell us about the empty calories. Tell us from your nutrition background what these empty calories do. And like going on and on about not having a cheat meal for 75 days, not even a chocolate chip. And if you do, you have to start over. Like this. And I think this is why I'm extra sensitive to these things because the people that create these, and he's very much of the attitude of like everyone wants to like pacify every situation and handhold and all of that. But these kind of programs are like, I would say, almost guaranteed to start some eating disorder behaviors. No cheat meals for 75 days will make people obsessive about food, which is why it's concerning to me that this is so popular because it's that same thing of orthorexia, of people being so obsessed with fitness that it then becomes a disorder itself because it runs your whole life. Um, you're supposed to take a progress picture every single day and, you know, he talks about, oh, you'll learn confidence that you're going to follow through, which, listen, I am all about that. That is the best way to gain self-confidence. You make a promise to yourself, you follow through with it. I am all about hard work. I'm all about mindset. But then he talks about, because you'll see how different your body would be if you did X, Y, and Z. And it's all about making your body different. Like honestly, so much of what he says is about the physical, yet it's not a fitness challenge. Um, and then drink one gallon of water a day. And in this part, he literally is like, everyone knows there are a lot of health benefits to drinking a gallon of water. What are they, Andy? What are the health benefits? Can you name one? Because you didn't. You have not. And like encouraging people to drink more water, that's great. Everyone should be drinking more water. Hydration, wonderful for you. But like it's just it's just the unqualifications for me, I would say. Um, and then at the end and like, oh, you have to read 10 pages of a book. Also great. Wonderful. And then in all caps, zero compromise, zero substitution. You have until you go to sleep to complete the day. If you fail, you must start over on day one. Um, and just like talks about how hard it is and how, you know, it's not for the faint of heart. It's not a physical challenge. It's a mental challenge. You're going to get all the characteristics that you lack in life. Like very much putting himself on a pedestal, telling everyone else what they're lacking which is very cookie cutter diet 
language, diet marketing, telling people all the things that they're not um, and giving them a solution through physical changes. Um, and he really is like, this is not tr a trendy fitness challenge. Like that is quite literally what it is. And he also just talks about how like there are so many programs out there and books and information of like how to, you know, change your habits, you know, like famous books like Atomic Habits and things that are written by like actual psychologists um, and programs on like how to build a business, blah, blah, blah. And he literally is like, this is the one program that you will ever need, which is, I would say, a pretty bold statement. So all in all, I would say that if you do choose to do something like this, I would really, really read through all the information, look at it from this critical eye of like, okay, this sounds really awesome because I'm guaranteed, guaranteed to change my life. I'm going to change everyone else's life around me. Um, like he is promising really lofty things. Um, but it's someone that doesn't have a background in any of these things. He's not certified in any of these things. He, I'm sure, is very disciplined, is very motivated, has lots of willpower. Look at the businesses he's built, of course. However, a lot of times if you're struggling in life or if you don't like the way that you look, it's not because you lack willpower and discipline. And that is something that we've been taught for so long through diet culture. Like, should you be eating quote unquote junk food all the time and never exercising and all of that? No, that's not going to be the healthiest thing for you. But are you lacking willpower if you want some sweets? every night? I don't think so. That's called being a human. Uh, um, okay. That's really all I've got for you. This ended up being much longer than I anticipated it to be. Um, but I also like don't really want to do this series as a way of just like bashing diets. I want it to be just like a critical view of these things so you can start to look at all of this stuff a little more critically. Now, I've seen some um, like 75 soft challenges, which I really like, that are like making actually more meaningful promises to yourself of like, I'm going to sleep eight hours every single night. I'm going to, you know, drink your gallon of water. I'm going to get you know, 30 minutes of movement in every day. Um, and like that could be stretching. That could be walking. It could be a workout, a workout class, whatever. Things that are actually um, habit builders and not something that actually could end up being really dangerous for your body, both from stress, 
lack of sleep, if you quote unquote fail and have to start over, like I think there are other things that can be done. And honestly, I think we all need to be wary of listening to these men that are not qualified to be developing these kinds of things. Um, And I think if you looked on his Instagram, listened to his podcast, you would probably have the same reactions and feelings. So with that, I implore you to um, ask yourself if you're feeling like you need a program like this, um, why you need it, what it's actually going to do for you, who created it, where's the science behind it, do they tell you the science behind it, Um, the real implications. And if you especially have a history or are prone to eating disorders, disordered relationships or patterns with your body, with food, with exercise, I would stray away from this kind of challenge. And that doesn't mean that you lack discipline. It doesn't mean that you lack willpower. It means that you have um, a bit of self-awareness, a critical eye, um, and the wherewithal to know that you do not have to life hack. You don't need to up-level your life. You don't need to revamp, recreate, completely change your life to make big change in your life, especially if you're looking just for like the health benefits. Those little changes can go such a long way. And same with mindset. Like meditate more, journal more, Take time without the TV on, without the phone on, spend less time on social media and more time outside. Be super intentional with your goals, with the actions that you're taking every single day to reach your goals. And that part does take willpower and self-discipline. I have a lot of days that I want to just lay on the couch and veg out, but I know I need to get up and take some steps. But there are also days where I know that laying on the couch and vegging out is exactly the kind of reset that I need to then pick up again the next day and like be super productive. And everybody is so different. But don't feel like you will only be as successful as those types of people if you do something like this because it's just not necessary. So with that being said, I hope you have an absolutely fabulous weekend and week and I will see you next Thursday. Peace and blessings. Thank you for listening to the Build with Brayback podcast. Stay connected on Instagram at Build with Brayback and our website, www.buildwithbrayback.com. Show a little love by rating and reviewing, sharing with your friends, and of course, subscribing so you don't ever miss an episode. Until next week, keep on building.